As we started last week, um, Matthew, I, I will probably be jumping around in the beginning, uh, so uh, we'll keep him on his toes right now uh, on the computer, so I just want to apologize for that. But if you look at the very first uh, verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, it says this, do your best, and again, we, we talked about this last week, do your best, the King James says, to study, to show yourself approved. He says, do your best. How many of you know that doing your best takes effort? Right? Do your best. It means you're going to have to give forth effort to do something. It's not just going to happen automatically. He says, do your best to present yourself to God. Think about that. You're going to be presented to God. You're going to stand before God. And what he's telling you here is, are you going to be approved or ashamed in front of God for the way you handled his word in this life? Notice what it says. To present yourself as one, what? Approved. So circle that. I think I left it on the line on your page. A workman that does not need to be ashamed. So you see that word ashamed. Then it says, and who correctly handles the word of truth. What is the word of truth? God's word. He says, study to show thyself approved or to do your very best to know what God's word says. I was thinking of an example, uh, and, and the example I used last week, uh, I'll just share with you. You know, uh, we have instruction manuals on how to put things together, right? And I had, I had to replace my barbecue pit, so I got a new barbecue pit and get an instruction book that has 57 parts in it that need to go together. And I'm looking at it and you know, going through that, and how many of you know sometimes you can get frustrated, even if, if you're a guy... Um, Girls aren't quite like us, but sometimes we don't like to read instructions, right? It's kind of, well, I got this. I've seen barbecue pits before. I know how it goes. And you know that old saying, the guy puts it together, then he's got a, a pile of extra parts <laughs> you know, that probably should have went somewhere. But, you know, that's what I was saying last week, that in life, we, do, we use instruction manuals to put things together. God gave you an instruction book of his word to put your life together. You hear me? So we need to know what God's word says because it's filled with truth. And we began talking about last week of that, that Jesus is the light of the world and all these things. And I was thinking of how can I explain this a little bit and uh, uh, thinking about this sanctuary right here. If you were placed in this sanctuary and we made it pitch black that you could not see, and you started walking around, how many of you know you'd probably bump some toes, hurt yourself, fumble, fall, all these things? Because the lights go off, does that mean these things that get in your way are not no longer there? Are these obstacles gone just because you can't see them? You see, that's what God does. This, this world, when, you become, when sin enters your life, you become, it, darkness comes in and you can't see. And this world is full of obstacles and God's word is the light that lights it up, that shows you the path where you walk. Thy word is a, a path unto my feet. And you see, when we try to go through this world without the light of God, we're stumbling. I remember probably in the 90s, 
I got up one night to go to the restroom and I didn't turn on no lights. I've been walking in that house forever and guess what? This dresser was there and it caught my toe and broke my toe. Why? I didn't see it. But it's there. You see, this world is full of obstacles we don't see. The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers, that they don't see the obstacles in this life that they have to get through. And God's word is the light that lights it up, that you see. How many of you remember when you were lost, some things didn't make sense to you that now, is, well, how obvious is that? Right? You, you constantly walking in these things, bumping, hurting, you, hurting yourself, going through life, hurting yourself through life, and not and realizing that if only the light was on, I could have avoided this obstacle in life. And that's what God's word is. So, again, let, let's quickly begin going through this. Uh, God's word, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, the message translation says this, every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, doing what? Showing who truth? Us truth. Showing us what the real truth is. He is the truth. You may believe another truth, but that doesn't mean nothing. It's the only truth that is there is the truth of God. When Adam and Eve sinned, and I used this example last week again, that God had told them, if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall die. That was truth. Now the enemy came in, brought a little bit of darkness, and said, well, surely you won't die. Now, they chose to believe the truth of the enemy and not the truth of God. What happened when they, they ate? God's truth prevailed. You see, I could believe what I want, but it's not going to stand up against God's truth. So God's word shows us truth. It exposes our rebellion. And this deals with our rebellion the way we want to think. Uh, correct. And then it says, correcting our mistakes and training us to live God's way. Do you know you don't serve a God that you make and you decide what you want him to be? He is what he is. Whether you believe it or not. Whether you believe what his word says or not, the truth is the truth and it always will be. God's not waiting for you to approve his truth for it to be truth. It's truth whether you believe it or not. Proverbs 14, uh, 12. This is all from last week, and I went into much more detail last week. There is a way that seems right to a man, but it in the end leads to death. It seems right to us. Right? Don't we always think we got it figured out? But God, the Bible says when you get saved to be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. Because the way, remember, that's why the word is to correct and rebuke us. To train us in the way we should think. Then, uh, I said last week also, Matthew 24, 35. As Justin Wilson always said, he guarantees. The only guarantee you have in life is the word of God. Jesus says this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. 
Heaven and earth is going to be remade, but he says, my words will always be true. Again, this is just recapping from last week. And I want you to understand why, why this. Number, uh, letter A was that everything came from the word. In the beginning, John 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning, this goes back to the beginning, was the what? Was the what? Word. And the word was God and the word, uh, word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God from the beginning. And it's beginning to talk about it, how the Trinity works, that God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just as we are uh, spirit, soul, and body. Okay? The, to say you can... No human being can say they truly comprehend and understand this. That's okay. All right? That's okay. The Bible tells us we only know in part now. Okay? If God, if God is what you could figure out, He's not much of a God. Because you can't even probably pass calculus right now. You can't figure that out. And I'm included in that, don't worry. <laughs> so He says, <coughs> verse 14, John 1, 14. Now, this is where you need to grab hold of. The Word became flesh. It manifested in the flesh and made His dwelling among us. He's beginning to talk about Christ. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And uh, He said the Word was with God in the beginning. And then it says, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen uh, His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Who is that speaking of? Speaking of Jesus, he was the word that manifested into flesh. Genesis 1-3 says, and God breathed, God said, let there be light and there was light. Now, this is what I want you to understand. When the word of God is the spoken word of God, we have it written down now, but it was the spoken word of God. And when you speak, put your hand near your, your uh, mouth and you'll feel breath come out. The Word of God, He breathed life into man. The breath of life, when God said, He spoke it into existence. Okay? So what is God's Word? We talked about as Jesus. So we understand that Jesus carries out the perfect will and intention of the Father. Look at uh, Colossians 1, 5, uh, 15 through 17. I'm trying to work our way through uh, today's message. He says, He is Speaking of Jesus, he is the, which is the manifested image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, now notice what it says, by him, speaking of Christ, all things were, what, created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, where the thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. Now notice right here it says, all things, what is all things? What does that ex exclude? Nothing. All things were created, notice, by him, and the, here's the key, for him. All things were created by him and for him. Now the problem is that not all things he created will serve him, will choose to serve him. And again, and I mentioned last week, but I just need to touch for a second. God did not create evil. God did not create 
the devil to be the devil. Lucifer was a created angel in charge of worship in heaven. It says that he was the most beautiful of all the creations God made. But what the problem was, he decided, hey, I'm so good, I want some of that worship. And pride came into him, and he rebelled against God. He says, I will be like God. What did Adam and Eve do? He says, he told them the same old lie. You will be like God. It's, in other words, taking you from where you're at and from worshiping the God to being, I want to be like God and be worshiped. Evil is simply the absence of light. That's all it is. If I turn off all these lights, guess what happens? Darkness fills. The second I put the lights on, guess what happens to darkness? It has to go. The darkness cannot fight the light. The only way darkness can come in is if you remove the light. See, God didn't make the evil. Evil is just the removing of God and His presence. It says, all things were created by Him and for Him. So look at your neighbor and says you were created. Tell him you were created for him. That was pretty sad. Let's do that again. Look at your neighbor and say you were created for him. That's a little bit better. Amen. I'm going to have Michelle's class come back. They could do that a lot better. <laughs> it says he was before all things. And notice what it says. And in him all things hold together. In him all things hold together. If your life's falling apart, it's probably because he's not in there holding it all together. It doesn't mean you're not going to have trouble. But you know what happens a lot of times? People aren't serving him and their lives start to fall apart and then they start serving him and he helps put their life back together. Please don't wait till your life is falling apart before you decide to get him there to try and put your life back together. But your life is held together in him. Excuse me. First John 1 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. And that's what we understand. In him was life. The word says he is the truth, the life, he is the resurrection. Satan comes but for one one thing only to steal. Well, that's three things. <laughs> to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he does. So now let's get to where we're at today. We, we, we realize that Jesus is the Word of God and, and all these things, and that's what I need you to understand, and everything came from the Word. But the problem is darkness does not comprehend it. Sin brought darkness into this world. Darkness is when you can't see. Think about it. Darkness is when you can't see. And the world that Satan has trick them and put blindfold over their eyes and mind that they can't see the word of God. They can't see the truth of God. Let's look quickly here. <clears throat> John 1, 5 through 13 says this. The light shines in the darkness. What's that saying? That's, that's Jesus coming into the world. The light shines into the darkness. But the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God 
His name was John. He's speaking of John the Baptist here. And what, what did John the Baptist do? When he came, what did he say? Repent because the kingdom of God is coming. What is repent? It means turn from. He's saying, get ready to turn from your darkness to turn to light. Verse 7 says, he came as a witness to testify about what? Concerning that light. The light of God, Jesus, his son. So that through him, all men, circle the word all, all men might believe. Now notice it doesn't say all men will believe. You notice that? But he says it's there for all men to believe. The light's going to shine and whoever receives it, whoever decides to believe it, shall receive eternity in heaven, salvation. He says that all men might believe, that everyone has a chance. Nobody's going to be able to stand before God and say, well, I never knew. The Bible tells us that in His creation speaks to us. Verse 8, He Himself, speaking of John, was not the light. He only came as a witness to the light. He says the true light in verse 9, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Speaking of Jesus coming. He was in the world, although the world, although the world was made through him. Again, remember how we were talking earlier about everything came from the word? That, every, that the, word was, the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And he says, children not of natural descent or human decision or husband's, uh, husband's will, but born of God. And, and what he's talking about there is basically what Nicodemus asks Jesus. You know, how can a man be born again? Jesus says, unless a man's born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus, a, a very intelligent religious leader, didn't understand that. He couldn't see what he was talking about. And so he tells, Jesus tells him, you, you know, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, what in the world are you talking about? Can a man enter his mother's womb a second time to be born? And Jesus says, no. Flesh gives birth to flesh, which is a natural birth process, but spirit gives birth to spirit. And what he was talking about is a, a relationship to being born again, not a natural birth, but in a relationship to, to our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ on the cross. <coughs> Excuse me. Second Corinthians 4, 1 and 6. Therefore, since through God's mercy... We have this ministry. Paul's saying we have this ministry. He says we do not lose heart. But he says rather we do what? Renounce the secret and shameful ways. Think about it. He says we renounce, in other words, repenting, turning from those secret sinful ways of life. And he says this. Uh, rather we renounce secret and sinful ways. And he says this. We do not use deception nor do we, notice what he says, distort the word of God. Circle that word, distort. 
He says, we don't distort the word of God. You see, the Bible tells us in the future that people gather others around them to tell them what their itchy ears want to hear. And if you're not careful, your itchy ears are going to want to follow the ways of the world when people distort the word of God. That's why it says to study ourselves, to do our very best to know what God's word says. He says, so they don't distort the word of God. And another reason here was that Paul was uh, primarily speaking to Jewish people in the Old Testament, and he didn't water down what he was saying. He was telling them, God has entrusted you, the Israelites, with his word, but his word has become manifest. And here is the Son of God. Y'all believe a Messiah is coming where here's the Messiah. But their problem was they didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. They chose to believe and hang on to the past. And really, that's exactly what happened in the, uh, for New Testament believers of and Adam and Eve. Holding on, you see, the Old Testament, they wanted to hold on to that knowledge and not receive life through Jesus. That's the two trees. Think about it. The knowledge of good and evil, the word and law of God, trusting in that rather than the tree of life. Jesus says, I am the life. What were they holding on to? Let me get going. They don't distort the word of God. And let me just share something right here. Anything that contradicts the word of God is a lie from the enemy and is not the truth. Anything, I don't care, you know, and I'll get into this a little later. Anything you don't agree with in this word, get ready, I'm going to step on your toe maybe. Anything you say, I don't believe God would do that even though his word says it, what is his word again? Truth. Is Christ the word? The word became what? Flesh. So if I reject his word, what am I rejecting? Christ. Jesus says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. Oh, I know he's a loving God, but I don't understand how God could do this and say this. He didn't ask you to understand. Oh, I can't believe God would, would kick Adam and Eve out of the garden. I don't believe God would cause death to come. God didn't. Their choices did. God does not send one person to hell. You send yourself there. By not believing, by not trusting his word, by not living his word. Anything that contradicts the word is a lie. Satan is the father of all lies. Satan appears as an angel of light. He, right? When he appeared to Adam and Eve, wasn't he offering them the best thing ever since sliced bread? But it was a lie. 
Don't distort the word of God. And it says, on the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly. And that's what I'm doing here this morning. I'm telling you plainly. If you don't agree with God's word this morning, you're rejecting Christ. Because the word became flesh. You're wanting him to be what you want him to be. And not what he is. He says, on the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, covered, that they can't see, and it's talking about the thing, it says it is veiled to who? Those who are perishing, those who don't believe. Now, again, let me stop here for a second. Will we... We all sin, including Scott Sheremy right here. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all mess up. And what I'm saying is, what I was saying earlier is not that you don't mess up, but it's saying if, if the word would say, Scott Sheremy, don't do this, I have to believe it. You understand what I'm saying? We will mess up, but denying what God says is truth. Is denying him. Okay, where am I? I'm lost here. Uh, verse 3. Okay, there I am. My glasses are all fogged up too. He says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. He says, the God of this age, speaking of Satan, the God of this age has blinded the what? Say that again. The minds of unbelievers. Think of that word. Did he say he blinded the eyes? It's the way we think. He's blinded the minds. And when we, a lot of times when we just hear that word, he blinded, we automatically think eyes. But he says he's blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot comprehend the Word of God. So they don't believe the Word of God. They believe what they want to believe, what they understand. He says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Verse 5, for we do not preach ourselves, he says, but Christ Jesus as Lord and as our ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake, for God who said, let light shine out the darkness. Remember, thinking about that, he's turning off all the lights in here. He's trying to show you the light, the way, the path to walk in life. He says, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine into our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. John 8, 12, Jesus speaking, he spoke again to the people and said, I am the what? Light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light in life. Again, if you reject the word, you reject Christ and do not belong to the Father. For you to say God's word is wrong here. What God, for what, what, God, what God calls sin, for you to say it is not sin, you're rejecting God's word. 
Look what Jesus says in John 8, 42 through 47. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now I'm here. I have not come on my own, but he who sent me. Why is it, why is my language not clear to you? He said, why aren't you understanding? And he says this, because you are unable to hear what I say. And when he's saying unable to hear what I say, it wasn't that they weren't hearing what he's saying. It's that their minds were blinded to the truth he was speaking to them. He says, because you are unable to hear what I say. In verse 44, Jesus says, you belong to, the fa to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. And notice what it says. He was a murderer from the beginning. And look what it says. Not holding to the truth. Not holding to the truth. Oh God, I just don't agree with you here. I can't see how a loving God would say that. Not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Yet because I tell, Jesus says, but because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? And he tells them this, he who belongs to God hears what God says. In other words, if you belong to God, you're going to agree with God's word says. It doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes in your life. But you're going to know that what God calls sin is sin. And you won't try to make an excuse of why it's not sin. And, and a loving God would not do this and would not say that. He says, who belongs to uh, to God, here's what God says. And what does God's word tell us? What it does, it corrects our mistakes. It rebukes us. It changes our, our way of thinking to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. He says, for th th the reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Romans 3, 4, and, uh, 3, 3 and 4 says this. What if some did not have faith? Will their lack of faith nullify God's faithfulness? Now, I want you to notice what this says, but I want to explain it to you. It says, what if some were, un were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? God is faithful. But, but notice what it says. N verse 4 says, not at all. Let God be true. He's not saying God, that, oh, they were unfaithful, but God's, oh, he no, he's saying God is faithful to his truth. God is faithful to his word. He says, not at all. Let God be true and all those other liars that they, all the lies they believed in is going to be proved false in their life. See, when you get to heaven, you can't say, oh, well, I just didn't understand. I just didn't believe because I didn't comprehend it. He says, what if some did not have faith? Will their lack of faith nullify God's faithfulness? And it says, not at all. Let God be true because God is faithful to his word. He says, let God be true and who be a liar? 
every man be a liar. As it is written, so that you may, this is speaking of God here, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. We need to grab hold of God's truth. And if there's something in God's truth I don't agree with, I need to ask God, please help me. Believe your truth. Does it mean you're never going to make a mistake? Not at all. We're always going to make mistakes. We're humans. We're going to make mistakes. But understanding that God's word is true, whether we believe it or not. And that's what he's saying. Will those that were unfaithful, will those that, that haven't believed, will God still, you know, well, he's such a faithful God. Yeah, he's faithful to his truth. When Adam and Eve decided to do what they want, what truth did God hang on to? The truth that he spoke. That if you eat of this, you shall surely die. I just want to ask you if you just bow your heads real quick this morning. And ask God to examine our hearts right now. If you just close your eyes and let God speak to you this morning through his spirit. That God would help us to understand his truth and his ways. That we'd be children of God who are faithful to study his word. That we are approved. And it's not that you gain salvation through his word in anything of that way. But it's having the lights of this world turned on. That you could walk through and not uh, fall into the traps of the enemy. Father, I just come to you today. And I just lift up each and every person in this room right now, each and every person watching online. Father, I just pray that you would open up our minds, Father God, that you'd pull the veil off our minds, Father God, that the enemy has tried to place over, that we could see the truth of your gospel, we could see the truth of your word, Father God, that we could see, Father, that you love everyone, Father and is that your will, it says in your word, that none should perish, but all would come to repentance. And Father, I just pray right now, if there's anyone in this building right now or online that has never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they do that this morning. As I said earlier today, it's not by what we do in this world, but it's confessing Him what he's done for us. When he went to that cross, all my sins, God took them from me and placed them on his son. And then he took Jesus' righteousness and placed it on me as a believer in faith. There's nothing I could do to gain salvation. There's nothing I could do to make God love me more. But it is a gift that I receive from him. So if I ask everyone right now just to repeat this simple prayer with me, those online and those in the building here, say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now, and I admit that I fall short in many areas of my life. But I believe that you love me so much that you sent your son into this world to die on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. I receive Christ into my heart right now.
to be Lord and Savior of my life from this day forward. Help me to walk in your light. Strengthen my steps as I follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen.